those who stayed behind. Now the children of Israel, after much warning and then choosing to ignore the warnings, were brought into exile. After 70 years, they were, as prophesied, allowed to go back to the land that God had given them. Now the land was rough, and we read about the condition of the land in Ezra and Nehemiah. And even though the Jewish people were to go back, many stayed in the land of exile. And they stayed there because they became comfortable. Life was good, or so it seemed. God was on the move. Long before anyone even considered there was a problem, God was rescuing his people before they knew they needed to be rescued. Now in chapter 1 we find of Esther, chapter 1 of Esther, we find a wild king who needs a new queen. And in chapter 2 he finds Esther. Mordecai, who is Esther's cousin and guardian, command that Esther hide her identity. And her identity was that she was a Jew. And she hides her identity, and there is absolutely no mention of God. Mordecai happens in chapter 2 to overhear a plot to kill the king. He tells Esther, who tells the king, and the plot is foiled. Coincidence? I think not. Read it and see what happens. In chapter 3, a man named Haman is exalted and becomes second to the king, and at the king's command, all are to bow to him. Mordecai refuses, and Haman, who is an enemy of the Jews, hates all Jews. A genocide is set into action. Chapter 4, Mordecai persuades, to help, persuades Esther to help, and all Jewish people who stayed behind and lived in the, surrounding, in the surrounding areas in a supposed land of comfort were handed a death sentence. But here's the thing. God was way ahead of any human plans. He was on the move. Welcome to Chronicles Ministries. Now, Ezra and Nehemiah, as, as I've already mentioned, the books preceding Esther tell the story of the Jews returning to Jerusalem after many years of captivity. And by the time Esther opens, the first round of Jewish people had returned from exile to Jerusalem to reestablish their way of living, their faith, and to reestablish the land that God had given them. And we read this in Ezra 1 to 6. Now, the account of Esther takes place during the time of, Ex um, of Ezra 6 to 7. Over the last two weeks, I've spent a lot of time in the book of Esther, and of all the podcasts that I've put together, this has definitely taken me the longest. You see, before, the, before these last two weeks, if you would have asked me what the book of Esther was about, I would have told you, well, of course, Esther's a hero, a brave woman who saved her people. And I would have even quoted the very famous verse, 4 verse 14. And who knows that you have not come to your royal position for such a time as this. And although this is very true and still is true, and we'll look at those verses or that verse next week. But before we do that, there is a far greater story to be told, and there is a greater hero. Hero, And each time that I've walked away from reading this, this account, I've had a new sense of peace and comfort from this Old Testament book that doesn't mention God. Why? Why? Because when you look at the story of a whole, when you step back and see it as a whole, you'll see that our God is on the move, even when we do not see Him, acknowledge Him, 
or know that we need him to be on the move. And as I've mentioned already, most of the Jewish people in exile did not return, even though the prophets, prophets encouraged them to do so. Now, how do we know this? We see this in Isaiah 48, verse 20, and this is what it says. It says, leave Babylon. Leave. It doesn't say, think about leaving. It says, leave Babylon. Flee from the Babylonians. Announce this with shouts of joy and proclaim it. You see, the exile was prophesied, but so was the exodus. Isaiah called on the Israelites in captivity to depart from Babylon when they could and to publicize the promise of the second exodus. Egypt was the first one. Babylon was the second one. And it was as good as accomplished before it even began. Now, in view of this prophecy, it was wrong for the Israelites to remain in Babylon after Cyrus permitted them to return to the promised land. And yet a majority of them remain. Life was comfortable. And Esther takes place right here in the foreign land. And the story runs on a series of ex extraordinary coincidences. Esther just happened to be chosen as a new queen. The king, when you read the account, just happens to be restless one night and not able to sleep. And when he picks up some reading, it just happens to be the account of the good deed of Mordecai, which was the uncovering of a planned assassination. Now the evil Haman just happened to show up the next morning when it was crucial that the king asked how to honor a man of the king's choosing. Now this man was the very man that Haman was going to see the king about in order to seek permission to have him hung this very morning. Were these really just mere coincidences or was God behind them? Now, the book makes no mention of God, and I've said that a couple times, but a reader, whether a Jewish person or a Christian, can have no doubt that all of life is under God's command, under God's control. Nothing just happens. These coincidences were part of God's plan to save the Jewish people. Esther's story is another chapter filled with an amazing story of God's perpetual, never-ending, or changing love for the Jews, though sometimes far from his will. This tiny, often hated minority has survived and thrived down through the centuries, from Haman to Hitler. Vindictive leaders have hated the Jews, and yet the Jewish people are somehow able to over overcome adversity. Esther shows that God's exquisite timing, combined with people's courage who just happened to be at the right place at the right time, made his chosen people prosper. The king's decree was issued, kill all Jews. But the king of kings would have the last word, even though the people may not mention God or acknowledge his presence, he is always at work, furthering his purpose, his kingdom, and his will. Do you, do I believe this to be true today? I guess the question is, is do we believe that God is unchanging in the way he moves and he deals with people? I believe 
that the God who moved here in the book of Esther is very much on the move today. No person or detail of life is, escapes God's control. Now, when you read the book of Esther, we see God's protective care working in harmony with man's freedom. The king made his own decisions. God did not compel him to act as he did. A queen was chosen. Haman plotted his own schemes and made his own arrangements, and he built his own gallow. Interesting. The same was true for Mordecai and Esther. Yet within the sphere in which they made their decision was God's sovereignty. Haman built the gallow for Mordecai, but God hung Haman on it. Esther was supposed to be in Jerusalem. I'm going to say that again. She was supposed to be in Jerusalem. Yet she became queen for such a time as this. God's providence, God's protective care is that of absolute power. God is great enough to give his people freedom, free will, and yet causes things to turn out the way he wants them to. God causes human freedom to contribute to his divine purpose, a truth that is hard to fully understand or comprehend, but that does not make it non-truth. It is truth nonetheless. Now to those who recognize divine providence, which again is the protective care of God, should come great confidence and courage. The message of this book is that God is God and God acts through history to accomplish his purpose, regardless of whether humans acknowledge him or not. And the great application of this message or the great application of the message of this book is to take God into account. I'm going to say that again. Take God into account. The fact that God placed Esther in a position so she could deliver her people even before they were in danger shows his far-reaching protective care of his chosen people. Where has God placed you? Where has God placed me in order to use us for the deliverance of his people? Are you willing to take God into account during the regular living out of our days when things are going really great? And are you willing to take him into account when frustration, confusion, and maybe even fright steps in? Are you willing to take some time and reread the book of Esther in one sitting and by rereading it, be reminded and being, and being reminded, find hope, strength, and courage. Now we are not the Israelites and much of what has happened to them is horrific and incomprehensible. But as I say each week, the principles are always the same. And I get to boast about the greatness of our God you have, I have, like Esther and Mordecai, been in places far from God's will. Outside of the land, he has given us, figuratively speaking. This is a great thing to think about. It's a great question to ask yourself. And the very question makes me cringe because it doesn't take me long to remember the times that I deliberately was silent about my identity and I'm ashamed of it, but it happened. 
Esther's story is another chapter in the amazing story of God's perpetual, never-ending, or changing love for the Jews, but for you and I, though sometimes far from his will, including when you and I do not acknowledge him. Read the story, look back at the story, and then look around you. Take God into account. Is life going well, or has tragedy stepped in, causing bewilderment, mourning, and scare? Esther, show, Esther shows that God's exquisite timing, combined with people's courage who happen, who happen to be in the right place at the right time, made his chosen people, you and I, prosper. Now, I guess it depends on your or my definition of prosper. What's your definition? What's my definition? Is it like Esther's and Mordecai's living comfortably outside the land, figuratively speaking, that has been given to us, hiding our identity in God, making no mention of God, or figuratively speaking, is prosper to live in the land where he has placed you, even though it is not comfortable? Now remember, remember the people, the 50,000 that went back to a land that was plundered and it was, it was torn down. Chew on this question, chew on it, and then take God into account. The message of this book is God is God, and God acts through history to accomplish his purpose, regardless of whether humans acknowledge him or not. Our God is great. He is always at work. Even when we do not see him, take him into account. Even when we stumble and fall, stumble and fall from him and his ways, for a time, take God into account. When things seem wildly out of control, scary or chaotic, take God into account. He is at work before we even knew that a work needed to happen. Now here's the thing. Yes, Esther is a hero. Yes, 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 she is. But God is far greater. When I step back from the story, I no longer see Esther, but I see a God who is in the business of rescuing, even when we are in positions of our own doing. I see a God who is full of love, grace, and mercy, even when, for whatever reason, we do not acknowledge him and live in the places he has not intended us to live in. I see a God who is all-knowing and he is on the move even before we know we needed him to be on the move. I see a God who directs the course of history even when we do not understand the direction. I am asking you to consider looking back, then looking around you, right where you are, in the place you find yourself, and then look forward by looking up to the one you know is on the move. I am asking you to take all of life's happenings, even the ones we do not understand, like, or maybe even hate, and take God into account. Because I can say with full confidence, nothing surprises him. Nothing is beyond him. He made Esther queen. Why? For such a time as this. He is on the move, and who knows? Who knows? As he's on the move, maybe he has placed you where you are for such a time as this. God is the great hero who is in full control and he is ever present and he is ever moving. And until we meet again, my friends, take the almighty, all powerful, all controlling 
God into account. Amen.